This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. live on Joy 94.9 Saturday afternoon via the live stream at joy.org.au forward slash listen live or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM. One, two, three, four. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, nail it, grade it, change the point it, tune it, press it, snap it, work it, cook it, raise it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quickly it, write it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip it, zip it, lock it, fill it, call it, find it, this is Joy 94.9 and you're listening to Technogaze, where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics, gadgets and technology. We're back from our three-month hibernation and enjoying the new time slot. I'm Michael and in the studio with me today is Donna. Hey Michael, how are you? Good, how are you? Now your continuity, you were at the last show before we went for our little sleep. That's right, it's almost like it was just yesterday. And we've just woken up and we've just we're woken back. up all fresh as daisies. And is that a thing? Can you be fresh as daisies? Have I, I made so. that up? Okay. Yes. And that other voice is a new voice. Is Nicole? Welcome. Why, hello. Welcome. Thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your geek credentials, please. Geek credentials. Well, I'm a digital marketer, so that says it all. Digital. And digital, mm. all about digital. Um, I'm all about trends, what's happening in the market, looking at um, what is, you know, currently happening in terms of online and offline and how that all merges together. So digital marketing, does that mean you're our like Google Analytics guru? We did talk about this. Mm, yes. Okay, yes, definitely. Good, good, good. Excellent. So you'll be able to bring us all the good stuff on what's happening out there with the uh, interwebs. Definitely. And sure. trends. Yes. Looking forward to it. Mm. So... What do we have on today's show? We have got some GLBTIQ tech-related stories with uh, dot-com power forcing Indiana to undo some anti-gay laws. Chelsea Manning issuing her first tweet from behind prison bars and Tim Cook's style differences to his predecessor, yes. Steve Jobs. Our tinfoil hats Woo-hoo. haven't rusted. And uh, we're going to look at the fallout from the mandatory retention laws that recently passed in the Senate. There's lots and lots of stuff for that. And um, how one MP actually can undo the work of many with a something which appears to be a joke. Well, I hope it's a joke. We uh, have lots of other things um, that have happened in the last three months. We're going to look at uh, Netflix, because Netflix is in Australia, and uh, the iWatch is a step closer to reality. <laughs> I want uh, one. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want one. Have oh, you, talking about iWatch, mm. we haven't outed Nicole. Go on, oh. iOS or Android? Oh, I have to say iOS. Ah, dear, mm. another one. <laughs> All of the all of the Apple fans and stuff. I'm getting like, cheers. Trust me. Yeah. From behind. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, I mean, I I was on Android, but I've got to admit, I've I've switched to to iOS recently too. But you know, both are good. It's not either or. They all serve a purpose. It's and. It's oh, and. the lonely voice of me against the two of you. Then, no, no, no. It? I'm not dissing Android. Android's awesome. But are you currently using Android? Uh, well, the tablet that I've got is a little bit rubbish, actually, but that's because of the hardware, not because of the software. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, Tech Drive is on. Tech Drive. Yes. And Tech Drive is important. But before we get to Tech Drive, 
we have got a few Facebook likers, new ones, haven't we, Nicole? Yes, we do. We have 19 likes, which is great. So through the week. Um, and I'd like to go through the list if we could. Yep. So I'd like to thank uh, Maria, Kirana, Dawn, Manish, Angelo, Blairdine, Brendan, Cherry, Daniel, Dina, Nick, Nicole, not myself, someone else, Rose, Tanya, Theodora, Irene, Jim, Louise, and Maria. Wow, that's a huge, huge number of new likey people thingies yeah, so, on the facial book. So welcome to facial the facial book. book. On the facial book. So we're, if you want to find us on Facebook, we are TechnoGazeJoy949. You can also um, contact us on 1300Joy949 on 0427JOY949. You can email us on air at joy.org.au and we're also on the Twitters as Technogaze, T-E-C-H-N-O-G-A-Z-E. And we welcome feedback. Now, as well as feedback, we also welcome your money because it's Tech Drive. Yes! If we're sounding a little bit scratchy, it's not because we've just woken up from our three-month hibernation, it's because our antenna is failing. We've got a kind of hipster, like old record you know, cred thing going on with our dodgy transmitter, but it's not really professional sounding. So we want a new one, right? We want $20,000 to replace it. $20,000. Anyone that has $20,000, no, we're kidding. No, 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 no. no. We won't discourage anyone who's got $20,000. If you've got $20,000 you just want to call this game over, then, you know, we'd, we'd love it. But, you know, if, if, if smaller amounts are also welcome... Uh, Amounts over $2 are even tax deductible and, you know, that end of financial year is coming. But we've got something even better. We're going to... Renew or continue a tradition. Now, Mark isn't here at the moment because he's off consuming some Hungarian sausage somewhere, in Hungary, <laughs> that is. And um, he started a tradition. He was going to, he, Last year, he matched dollar for dollar every donation that was made. So I think it's only fair in his absence that we continue that tradition. Every donation or just during the show? Uh, during the show. <laughs> <laughs> every donation between now and six o'clock. Um, we will match it. Now, unfortunately, I don't have his credit card number, so I will put my credit card number in there. And I am going to cap it at $500. But, you know, somebody or everyone... Please oh, make wow. me pour. Sounds now, great. starting us off, we have got a donation of $30 from Raina. Oh, wow. Hi, Raina. Thanks, Thank Raina. you. Hello. And um, now, this other donation came in just a minute before news, so it does belong to the Fender Bender guys. It is from Matt from Brunswick, $50. Thank you very much for that. So, everyone, please... Um, Contribute, send in the money, make me poor, make the, our sound better, crisper. To uh, donate, call 1300 569 949 or donate online at joy.org.au. Yeah, the, uh, the website's a really, really easy way to uh, donate money. It works really well. And it's as quick a tech and show, they we, we advocate for the Definitely. online approach. I agree. This is Technogaze on Joy 94.9 with Michael... Nicole and Donna. We're going to launch straight into the stories. And we've got some G GLBTIQ relevant stories in text this week. I love it when we get quilt bag geek crossover in the Venn diagram. It's just awesome. It is good. Indeed. It just It's just so perfect for us. It always makes me feel like warm and fuzzy. And, all right, I'm just going to be What's been happening, Nicole? Well, um, what's been happening is the uh, dot... Dot com intimidation forces in Indiana uh, about the hate hated anti-gay law. Mm. Yeah, so they've introduced, oh, sorry, they, they tried to introduce a new law that would allow uh, shop owners to not serve and kick people out of premises if they were, if they didn't, if they offended their religious beliefs. 
Yes, and I think um, obviously how we all feel about that is is something that's obviously of a discriminatory nature. And um, over in Indiana, the politicians are, are trying to clarify the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. I, l- I like the wording that they use, clarify. Yes, and it's actually in talking marks too. <laughs> all the all the posts that I've been reading. Yeah, it's yeah. one of these things I find most bizarre about you know freedom of speech kinds of issues. Is it's kind of like, well, I have the right to be. Freedom of speech, but it's at someone else's expense. It's just kind of always strikes me as somewhat just yeah. not right. It's, a, it's okay to discriminate because I just feel like discriminating. It's yeah, it's, it's my free speech's right to discriminate against people or something. It's like, wait, how does that work? Totally agree. It's, it, it doesn't work. Um, but on a lighter note, um, companies like Apple, Salesforce, Oracle. EMC and Angie's List are actually um, against the law. So they're actually taking a stand um, and they're obviously not agreeing with the way that um, it's been handled. Yeah, and they threatened to pull out of um, the Indy Big Data event, which I think runs alongside the uh, the NASCAR um, race. And also, I think it was Angie's List was planning to um, employ about a thousand people in the state and they threatened to decide to go elsewhere. Wow. So that's when uh, the um, the legal people decide to clarify. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sort of the uh, a nice example of the power of ma- of the market actually coming to, to coming to play in a good way. Yes, and the power of the dot coms that obviously are still growing and they bring a lot of business into individual states and they're able to do these type of things. So th- there has been an amendment to the law which has gone through which um, does remove the right to discriminate on the ground of sexual orientation or gender identity. But you know, just the thought of even introducing something like yes. that it just seems so strange, especially here in especially Australia. Especially this day and age anyway. Yes. It's, you know, it's one thing to have religious beliefs and everything else, but it's the other to, you know, actively discriminate against people. It makes me wonder how representative those legislat- you know, legislative bodies actually are of, of what people, what the majority think. I mean, given that, that voter turnout in the US is so, so very low. Yes, right? definitely. I, I, I do wonder that. But I think it's um, there's always a group of very vocal people that sort of get together and push things through. Mm. Now, it was so vocal, in fact, that there was bef- – um, at one stage there was a pizza place that was talking about the law and says, oh, well, if somebody was gay came in, I, I wouldn't serve them. And uh, they got a lot of uh, mail mm. and uh, a lot of harassments and they had to shut up shop because it was just sort of too much and sort of try to remain under the radar for a bit. Yes. So what happens? Well, they still got funding, didn't they? Yeah, somebody started up a, a, a um, like a crowdsource like fund, a GoFundMe, yeah, sort of, and raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so they wouldn't be out of pocket. Now, uh, unfortunately, Indiana isn't the only state. Arkansas passed a similar law, but um, it's currently being held up because the governor has re- refused to sign it. Yes. So that's good. And. Uh, there's a group, I think, of 40 technology companies, including uh, eBay, Twitter, Yelp and Airbnb, that have signed an open letter threatening further boycotts if similar legislation is passed elsewhere. So at least the pressure is on other Bible Belt states um, if they decide to do some, the this same thing. This is actually really interesting. And I wonder if, you know, um, it was probably about a year or two back now, there was the um, It Gets Better campaign, which a whole bunch of tech companies really got behind. And there are sort of um, uh, groups within... A lot of those um, organisations who are really pro-diversity and pro, you know, equal rights and mm. all that sort of stuff. And now, you know, now we're seeing this really kind of more overtly in the market rather than necessarily, you know, as supporting employees. It's like saying, well, actually, we're, we're part of a 
the broader society and we're not going to stand for it there either. Mm. I think this is like quite a significant development. And it's, you know, in those markets where they actually go in and threaten, they're obviously going to probably lose some business longer term because people are going to, who, you know, are obviously voting for these laws are going to say, oh, we don't want to deal with them. But they obviously um, are looking beyond the bottom line. Yeah, and saying so. this is, you know, this is what we should be doing. What's re- what's really good is there's a shift. So Definitely. no longer are they just tech- technology companies offering products and services, but there's actually a voice behind the brand. Yes, and they're standing up for for people. So so if you possibly feel a little bit different about the brand based on this, yeah, um, so you, you might you might feel a little bit different. What do you think about mm. the big tech companies standing up for the GLBTI community? Has it changed your perspective on how you view them as a brand? We would love to hear your thoughts on this. So um, give us a buzz uh, or email us on air at joy.org.au. That's right. And send along some money as well for our new antenna. Oh, yes. Tech drive. We're spruiking. Money. Donate. Go to the website. Drive. <laughs> We're twitching our antennas yeah. here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen any any notifications come through. Come on, call mm. us. Call us now. Donate to our tech drive so we can get a great big new antenna that will last us a century. I don't know. That's optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, with technology, you never yeah. know. You never know. We, well, we won't be around, so it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, in in along the same line, in terms of tech companies and sort of doing something different, Tim Cook is uh, shaping up to be a little bit of a different leader than Steve Jobs. Well, he is a little bit different. Um, he has um, obviously we all know that he did come out last year as being gay, and at the same time, he's looking at different ways of promoting um, Apple. In, in the way that he's pushing products. Um, so in, if we had to look at Jobs and we, and we look at Tim Cook, they are very different people. Um, you know, Jobs preferred to have individual songs, uh, but Cook emphasises on social justice and political causes. So mm. and Jobs was very much about his pri- privacy. So yeah, Steve Jobs never revealed anything about himself and what he thought about things and so on. It's really interesting, isn't it? And like when Cook came out. Um, Late, late, well, he came out, you know, as to say that he was gay, but he also came out and said that um, this is politics is part of who we are at Apple, and if some of our shareholders don't like it, well, perhaps they shouldn't own shares in Apple. And I mm. thought that was that in it's itself pretty bold. was pretty fascinating. It's, it's very, it's very bold, yeah. Definitely. So, so with, with um, I mean, with Cook's approach, you know, he he does take things on a personal level more so um, in in his views, in what he believes. Um, one of the things that he um, spoke about was the plan was to eventually give away most of his wealth to charity. Um, so when he dies, eight hundred million would go towards charity. Um, so that just shows the level of consciousness that he sort of works in. What's interesting is, you know, Bill Gates has done the same thing, but I think he left all of his donations and talking about it until after he actually left Microsoft or retired from the main job. Um, although he always did say, I think, that he wasn't going to leave the bulk of his fortune to his children because he's, it was basically how much money can, you know, a person spend in their lifetime. And um, But um, Tim Cook's doing it now and talking about it a little bit more openly now. I wonder if this is going to be a bit of a trend in the tech industry with um, CEOs and leaders talking, you know, about the things that they're very close, feel very, uh, you know, close about. 
Well, I sort of hope about. so. I mean, I, I think I was saying before we came into the studio that I'm actually really pleased to see that tech company is now engaging in the politics of other mm. things rather than it just being about the cold, hard technology, the fact that their technology is used by human beings and those human beings are affected by all sorts of other issues that have nothing to do with the, the toys that we play with. And in fact, you know, they're often adversely affected by the toys that we play with because it usually results with a lot of people, you know, being put out of work. Yes. If you're introducing a new technology. And, and, has, and has opened up, you know, our, our daily minute-by-minute my, minute surveillance. Just to, you know, polish off those tinfoil hats. <laughs> you know, some people might call this spin and other people might call it half-glass, half-full. You yes. call it surveillance, I call it online backup. I call it consciousness. Oh, yes. there's an angle. I like it. I like it. Mm. But I'm also kind of a little bit creeped out by it. Yes, just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Now, um, Tim Cook, of course, I think is probably resting his leadership future on the Apple Watch, isn't he? Well, he is. Um, with um, the Apple Watch, um, the most expensive one costing at $17,000. That's if you want something a little bit more. That's golden glitzy. Golden Haven't glitzy? we come a long oh, way from the, you know, the digital... The digital watch of the 70s. <laughs> Do you know what my daughter is wearing at the moment? A no. Casio watch replica. Ah, a replica? <laughs> yeah, well, if it says Casio. I don't know if it's the original, if it's made by Casio or not. That's hilarious. It's back in. I, I think TwitPick or it didn't happen. <laughs> but you can have al- alternative versions, though. There are ones Cheaper that you ones. can get. Well, well, they're still $349 going up to $800, so... You do have a bit of variety there. I want to. I want to know if there's going to be like a, a Apple Swatch mashup thing. There might be. Be good if it was holographic. A holographic mashup. <laughs> I want. I. I still actually want. You know, Swatch time to have have been a success. You know, like Beats. But that's just me. I know. If the whole band is an LCD screen, then you could have different theme bands. Oh, there's a product idea. Sorry, my eyes are just going, wow, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. Yet another techno gaze first. Well, do you think it will do well? Well, we can talk about a little bit more detail later on, aren't we? Mm. Because there have been some sneak, well, not sneak previews, some videos have been put out about the watch and uh, the press have got hold of it. So what do you all think? Get in touch. Tweet at us at TechnoGaze. What are your thoughts on the Apple Watch? Is it something that you're going to buy? I saw a tweet. I actually, um, TechnoGaze retweeted this just before <laughs> Someone found a magazine cover from 1981, Byte magazine, which has a beautiful um, old school looking computer on someone's wrist and a teensy weensy little floppy disk and going oh, inside. It's so cute. <laughs> so cute. We'll put it up on the uh, on the on Fa- our homepage later. On the facial book? On the facial book. I wonder how many people remember Byte magazine and how many people remember 1981. How many people weren't even born in True. 1981? Alas, I was old. Okay, what else do we have? Um, Things, oh, Twitters. Speaking of Twitters, Mm -hmm. Chelsea Manning hath tweeted, hath Twitterated from prison. Um, She set up a low-tech Twitter account from prison and uh, and is, is, you know, I didn't even know that was possible, but, you know, I suppose. Well, technically she hasn't set it uh, up herself. Someone else has. So she's got someone doing it for For her. her. But but the posts are still coming from her. Oh, okay. So what, she conveys a message to somebody and then somebody tweets on her behalf. Right. Right. So so those of you who may not remember, Chelsea Manning was... Uh, was the person who um, uh, leaked stuff to WikiLeaks about um, what was going on in um, Iraq when when she was a he at Fort Leavenworth Military Prison. And there was a lot of controversy around her transition and whether or not 
you know, she should be going to prison and all sorts of stuff. So she's been um, a really, uh, she's kind of been made a bit of a poster child to a bunch of things. And I don't know that she necessarily sort of feels that way. So it's going to be pretty interesting to hear her own voice um, come through in, in on Twitter. And have the ability to reach a large number of people through, you know, through the Twitter sphere. Well, she's already got 11,000 following at the moment. Wow. Wow. It's probably oh, even climbing now. It was like a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. So it's, well, that's it's... two more than Techno Gaze. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if we're really lucky, Chelsea will follow us. Possibly. Who knows? But yeah, so no, so she's she's obviously getting a following. So it could it could definitely be something to look out for and see how how that will organically grow on its own. Yeah, yeah, such an important um, such an important role in our society, and so uh, maligned is that of the whistleblower, right? And and the the work that Chelsea did by getting that story by getting that information out to WikiLeaks is pretty significant, and it really, I think it had a really big impact. But you know the impact on her as a person has also been, you know, the flip side of that. Yes, it's um, a huge impact and um, the ability for her to reach such a broad range of people. It's really good. Welcome, Chelsea, welcome. You're uh, listening to Technogaze. It's uh, 26 minutes past five. Yes, we want some donations, please, for uh, Tech Drive. And if you donate before 6pm, we will match your donations up to $500. So come on, open your wallets or whip out your credit cards and give us your cash. So you can hear us clearer and louder. Although I reckon, you know, a little bit of crackle might be, you know, a bit of hipster cred. (laughs) Bit old school, isn't it? Bit old school. (laughs) Now, talking about crackle... How about the crackle of tinfoils? Oh. Because they were crackling recently because the senators uh, passed the mandatory data retention laws. This makes me so cranky. So cranky. Oh, dear. So, Australian telcos are going to be required to keep metadata for two years now. What's metadata, Michael? (laughs) Well, if we listen to our Attorney General, we may never know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) very true. So, you know, because we use tech, we use devices such as smartphones, which have um, listening devices in them, have uh, GPSs built into them. Uh, we use them to, to, to make calls, obviously. We also use them to send SMSs and emails. And we, can, we, we have photos. them around, take photos. Every time we do that, if you haven't really locked down the settings on your phone, that, that data is being tracked uh, and it recorded and, you know, that stuff... The, the when, where, how, that stuff is metadata. What's not really clear in the legislation is exactly what metadata is being recorded, by whom and where. They say it's our ISPs, so they probably don't have our GPS info, or do they? Well, they said originally it was going to be IP addresses. Now, I think there's going to be some definition coming out shortly, so that will be nice to know. It's sort of, let's define, let's pass the law first and then we'll define what we're passing. And... Um, yeah, theoretically, it's just going to be IP addresses. But you can still, you know, an IP address you match to a site usually. Although where a website, like a commercial website provider, has hosts for multiple people, they could be sharing IP addresses, couldn't they? Yes. Well, apparently, I can't remember which jurisdiction, but someone somewhere has recently ruled that uh, an IP address cannot be um, assigned, you know, cannot be t- said to belong to a particular person. It's just not... It's just not feasible. 
that was a, a, a well, ruling in another jurisdiction. Well. It depends where you are as well. You could be on three different devices and that IP address is... Is being okay. shared. Exactly. Share houses, you know. I, 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 want, I wonder if part pools. of the requirements is to understand for as part of the uh, data retention, to understand that, you know, Michael was using this IP address from this state to this date and from this date to this date and then it changed from this state to this date. So then we can match up this, this IP address to this website. It was used by Michael. That's what they want to do. Yeah. There's a whole there's there's a there's a lot of cloud and fog around this issue and it's really hard to get at the kernel of the truth, I think. Um, we've got, you know, mis you know, misunderstandings from the politicians who are making the laws as as one part of it. We've got a lack of clarity from the ISPs about what they're actually doing. There's people on the one end saying, Look, it's just putting into law practice that's already happening and it's all fine, nothing to see here, nothing to worry about. We've got the other sort of side of the equation well you know our friends with tinfoil hat saying the sky is falling this is surveillance of the worst kind uh, you know it's it's east germany it's you know mm-hmm. it's pogroms it's all going to end in people in jail and, and all sorts of things but somewhere somewhere the reality is in the middle and what hasn't really been uh, adequately done is really explain to the public what it means for them, you know, in, in a really easy to understand way, which is why I think this legislation passed so easily is because most people don't really understand what or the they issues haven't, are. They haven't been, they've probably read the information, but they're not quite sure what how it really to decipher means. it. Yeah. IP address. What does that mean? And, and from a political standpoint, it's, you know, surveillance can only be good because the more information we have, the better things are. Yeah, I think it's all about trying to get that personalization in some sort of way without sort of saying it. Yeah, I by getting that data, then you can interpret what that person would like, what they're seeing. How does that work in everyday society? Mm. But through an IP address, I don't know. You know, the government really did a botch marketing sell job. You know, initially when they started talking about it. And they haven't really sort of done much better. You know, Toby, Tony Abbott uh, did try to allay media concerns by saying that warrants would be needed to gain access to journalist-related data. But these warrants are going to be uh, given by an issuing authority, Talking and that's about. going to be comprised of judicial, administrative, appeals, type tribunal, lawyers, or friends of the minister, and all of these appointments can be terminated by, at the minister's pleasure. So it's not really a warrant. It's not, you know, the judiciary which is separate from the government... Because if the minister doesn't like, you know, the mate, whoever's there... Mate uh, of the minister say, can yeah. say, oh, look, and you... yeah. Otherwise oh, I'll sack you, you and go. you'll lose whatever, you know, $2.50 an hour we're giving you, or whatever the case may be. There was some pretty compelling um, uh, testimony, well, actually interrogation and testimony at Senate Estimates for um, Greens Senator Ludlam. Um, he actually said uh, that... In, and I think he said this in Parliament in estimates that it's remarkable you would bring forward a bill without knowing how much it's going to cost or how you're going to evaluate the cost. So um, he's been one of the strongest um, opponents to this legislation and was um, uh, disappointed on the Twitters when uh, when, it, when it was passed and was in Parliament at the time. But in estimates, um, he uh, you know he really pushed hard on this, but not you know not hard enough. Unfortunately, we've only had dissent from the independents and the Greens. Labor's essentially backed it. Well, Labor brought this forward when they were in government last, and and I think it's important to remember that, that this is something that has come from um, the agencies. This has come from the intelligence agencies and law enforcement, and they've um, been telling some pretty scary stories to say that this is justified and this is required. Um, and, And some of those stories are indeed scary, but um, does that justify 
are putting every single Australian under surveillance all the time. And being able to get at it without really a process that's fully transparent. No and, judicial yeah. oversight. It's um, there's, Look, there's always the balance between security and privacy. And there's, um, there's also sort of been some high... Uh, high comedic value in this in that we've had the communications minister who is ostensibly you know in charge of this legislation gleefully telling us all how we can avoid uh having our data uh you know recorded by using various uh tools techniques apps and what have you <laughs> i it, mean it's it, just laughable is this malcolm turnbull with his little push for leadership standing out basically saying you know i don't fully support it 100 <laughs> percent he was he was trying to say on the one hand I think look there's nothing there's nothing to worry about here really there's not there's not nothing to see move along but if you are worried then you can just you know work around it by doing x y and z I mean what kind of a law is that Yes well at least he's giving us tips There are there are some tools out there that I Turnbull's have seen tips Turnbull's tips well <laughs> say that quickly <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there should be a Tumblr for Turnbull's tips now the uh, this this I think has to be a joke, uh, well an attempted joke by a minister, and it really um, is very in poor taste and in bad timing. That um, was it. Liberal MP Jamie Briggs um, tweeted in response to a journalist comment. Oh, Bernard, you can do better than that. I'll check your metadata. I'm sure I'll find something better. Is that Bernard Keane? Was that directed at Bernard Keane? Uh, it was directed at... Uh, no, I can't uh, um, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe or maybe not. But to turn around, when your government is saying, you know, we've got proper process and all of these, and is, you know, saying, say something you don't like, and I'll um, go have a look at your metadata? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of not cool. No. Uh, yeah, please don't do that. Sean McAuliffe is going to get another series out of that. <laughs> That's where he gets his material. I think so. If, if only, you know, at least we can laugh at our politicians. Let's take some comfort in that, at least for the time being. For the time being until you get thrown in jail. Now, we have had an email message from Mark. He's um, obviously pulled his mouth out of that sausage, or the sausage out of his mouth, because oh he is, <laughs> he's uh, on a train about to leave Budapest, and uh, he's very excited to hear the tinfoil news. He's promised to make a donation, but beating him to that donation is Wendy from Montana South, who donated $60. Thank you very Thank much, you, Wendy. Wendy. Thank you, Wendy, and I love the alliteration of Wendy from Montana South. That's fabulous. <laughs> We paid her for that. Um, okay. <laughs> Doesn't that defeat the purpose of the donation? Oh, she paid us. Okay, well... Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> now, it's not only the Australians that are spying on, on their citizens. The French are getting into the act. Uh, so, the French appear to be on the verge of enacting what it's shaping up to be their own version of the Patriot Act. Mm. Um, this is actually... They, they started on this before the attacks on Charlie Hebdo... And, and the supermarket before all that really nastiness stuff, they'd already been going down this path. Yeah. But when I read this, I kind of felt like, you know, I think it's time that we we developed a bit of a techno-gaze tinfoil hat bingo card for <laughs> surveillance <laughs> issues. You know, like there's, this, this has all the hallmarks. It's like mm, lack of meaningful judicial oversight. Tick. 
requirements for service providers to monitor and analyse user data, and this one goes even further, plus report suspicious patterns. So not mm. only collect and store the data, but uh, also can you please do the analysis for us and also tell so us you when you see a, something bad. You need to be bad. a data analyst to, to actually right. do that. Mm. You know, so okay. this, this goes even further than that. Mm. Um, uh, you know, longer periods of time and no public transparency. Tick, 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 bingo! You know, this has all the hallmarks and it's just like increasingly happening. It's like... There's nothing to stop this kind of tidal wave of... Sort of copycats? Yeah, well, I mean, I wonder if they're just all using off-the-shelf software or something. You know? What, script kiddies Created of surveillance? Created by a data analyst. <laughs> the, maybe they're just rushing whilst of the tide is in the right direction of public opinion and, you know, to get in and do this type of thing. Because, you know, the reason why they've compared it to the Patriot Act is that the Patriot Act was uh, passed by the legislature because mo- nobody understood the ramifications of it when they said, yes, we're going to vote for it. Right. And it's the same thing here. And and the reality is that in most people's day-to-day lives, you know, in most mainstream people's day-to-day lives, this stuff just doesn't matter at all. One of the issues with a lot of this stuff and data collection is this concept of data of data sourcing or meta-sourcing, where they go through, they have access to the data, they can run algorithms of it. So, so much data is collected. You're not, you don't actually have a human being sitting there going, oh, let's go and see if anyone's been naughty today. What happens is people write algorithms to um, process that data and look for patterns and, and they put in keywords. And this is where they can then surface things like, oh, let's go look for mm, environmental activist keywords today and surface stuff that then means they go out and search out stuff of whatever the government or the authority of the day wants to pick on. And if it's environmental activism, if it's LBGTI activism, you know, if it's, if it's uh, you know, people who are against a particular type of law being brought in or want a particular law removed, that stuff is seen as, you know, attacking the government and therefore a bad thing. You know, we live in a pretty open and plural society to, you know, all, all indications otherwise, but we do. And we take a lot of stuff for granted. There are a lot of parts of the world where this stuff is really serious. And like I think we Mm. recently saw um, some rulings in in Africa where... um, the, uh, one of the apps we talked about yes, it last Grindr. year, Grinder, yeah. you know, had mm. said, "Look, we're just going to remove this functionality because it's being used in such such powerfully bad ways." Mm. And having this stuff stored, okay, so our ISPs might be all you know, all fine. Our government might be fine, but what about if there's a security breach and all of that data gets exactly. used by people who aren't fine and, and happy? And, and what happens if friends? there's a change of wind in the way that the government thinks? Right, it's all available and all there. It's all there. Indeed. Well, tinfoils are keeping us busy as usual. Thanks, Mark. We did it for you. Now, talking about Mark, we've had another donation. <gasps> a Mark from Hyatt. Actually, Ooh. it really should be Mark from a train on Budpe- in Budapest. <laughs> has donated $499. <gasps> Thank you, Mr. Powney. That is game over. That's it. No, no, it's not game over. It's not game over. We still want more donations. Oh, oh, we still want more donations. We have um, 18 minutes, the hour of six, we have 18 minutes to go. So please keep on donating because we want to get a full transmitter that will uh, transmit... No and scratchy voices. The, uh, the the appeal actually ends, was it tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Yes, it so, does. you know, we're close, but we're not close enough. So please, 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 please donate so we can get a shiny new transmitter. Exactly. Technogiz. Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. We are amazing here on Technogaze. The three of us, Michael, Nicole and Donna. 
because we're getting money for transmitter. Transmitter. (laughs) (laughs) If, um, yeah, you know, the the, the radio station ain't sounding like it used to, and that's because our transmitter's a bit old and crusty. Uh, (laughs) Like us. (laughs) Old and crusty. You like us. Speak for yourself, Michael. Okay, I'm old and crusty. You're old and crusty. I'm not old and crusty. No, you're young. Nicole's definitely not old and crusty, but our transmitter is, and we need a new one. So this is where you come in. Please, please, please donate to your hard-earned cash to help us get a brand new shiny transmitter. You can um, donate online at joy.org.au or you can use the telephone if, uh, you know, if you're old school. Do you want to talk to someone? Oh, you could talk to someone, yeah. Or you could talk just be Heath. listening to us. You don't need to talk to talk someone. Talk to Heath. Someone. Heath would love to talk to you. Heath, Heath is actually sitting by the phone ready to take your call. And um, I've lost the phone number. Here it is. Call us on 1300 569 949 or donate online at joy.org.au. While we were sleeping, things have happened in this world. Really? Netflix no. things. It was just like yesterday we were in here having a natter. What do you mean things have happened while we were sleeping? Is there some kind of parallel universe or something? Don't talk about parallel universes. Okay. I won't. I'll remember. We could be in one right now. This is too confusing. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. So, um, things have been happening. Is it Netflix? Netflix things? Netflix has launched. Pa-bow. Yay. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to the pabao in a minute. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Joy, yeah, sort of cheers and hand claps and everything else. Yay, now, Netflix. What's Netflix? What's Netflix? It's the um, uh, streaming video on demand service made popular in America that's gone to quite a number of other countries. It's finally made it to Australia and New Zealand. So they're launched in both countries so at the same time. So this is streaming video on demand, but it started out as um, DVDs through the post, yes. right? Yes, that's, that's right. right. That was, that's right. That's how old that. I am, yes. speaking of old and crusty. Back in the days when there were DVDs. Yeah, Netflix really um, helped break the uh, stranglehold on video stores because you could go order online and they'd post it out to you and you'd look at it and put it back in the post. And, and you don't even have to wait for it to download. It just plays. Yes. Right? It does. Choose That's what you want. Press play. And Netflix has got quite a good catalogue of, of uh, TV shows as well as their own content. Except created. in Australia. Except mm. in Australia. Now, Netflix are a little bit um, cagey because they don't actually say what shows they um, are you know, have in each of the markets. But um, somebody, I think it was the Sydney Morning... No, it was Lifehacker. They had a look at the um, box office hits, hit movies in the US version, the top number one box office hit movies in, in the, on the US version, the Australian. And uh, we have about 20% of the US version. <laughs> 20%? Yeah, 20%. The, the other 80% are not so there. So I wonder if we're paying 20%... Less for our Netflix subscription. No, you mean eighty percent less because we're getting twenty percent. <laughs> I mean, of the, yeah. yes, well, it is very cheap though, but we only get twenty percent. Mm. It is. Is it considerably cheaper than the US offering? Though? Well, with the current exchange rate, as it happens, it is slightly cheaper than the US offering. Slightly cheaper, which is pretty amazing because usually with the Australia tax, it's more expensive. But yeah. the Australia tax is being applied in terms of fewer box office hits available to uh, so why, Australian... So why is that? Well, it's all to do with the tie-ups between the various studios and the distribution companies, all the stuff that is the reason why, you know, your favourite music store, whether it be from uh, Google or whether it be from Apple, is all country-based because, you know, the the artist or the recording label has done a deal with company A in this market and company B in that market because in many, many years ago there was no such thing called the internet mm-hmm. and you had no choice but to buy it from company A and you just couldn't you know, physically get it from somewhere else. But times have changed, times but have these changed. agreements haven't. So what kind of content is 
on Netflix. Like, you know, obviously we don't have as much as the Netflix in, in the US, but, um, but what actually is you know, on it? What kinds of things can people expect to see? Well, the two, one of the things that Netflix um, is quite well known for is its its own content and House of mm. Cards with um, Kevin Spacey's quite a popular one. So House of Cards is coming as part of the Australian release. Oh, right. So if you're a House of Cards follower, because you happen to be overseas and saw it on somebody's television when you were overseas, <laughs> because you can oh, get... you can buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. Can you? Mm. What's Blu-ray? <laughs> you can now see it as Netflix. Now, ne- there is a little loophole, apparently, with Netflix, that there are some services, I believe, out there that allow you to use a VPN to pretend that you've got a, a US um, you know, IP address, and you can then access Netflix US subscription. If you have an Australian subscription at the moment, and whether they close this loophole or not, I don't know, you can also go onto the US, store, uh, US Netflix with your VPN and get the full content from the uh, US Netflix store. Isn't that good? Is it legal? Mm. Next question. We don't offer any financial or legal advice on this show because we will get it wrong. Yes, that's true. So one of the other things that's interesting, obviously this is uh, something you use on your internet, you know, connection thing. Um, And uh, downloading vast amounts of content like this quickly adds up in your data quota because mm-hmm. that's one of the things we do still have here in, in Australia is quite limited bandwidth. Uh, that's yep. a conversation. For yeah, but, you know, there are packages out there that give you a little bit more in terms of internet access. Yes, there are packages that give you more. You can get a bigger, fatter, you know, data allocation. Yes. But um, what's really interesting is both Optus and iNet yes. signed agreements with Netflix to make it unmeted. Yes. So that means download am, all you want. Well, right? I have Optus, so yes. I get as much as I want. And how, whenever I want. Have you have you signed up to, to Netflix? Netflix? Yes, customer? I have. You're Netflix yes, enabled. Yes, only last week. So tell us, give us the uh, the, the the experience. Rundown. Yeah, look, it's a great experience. I get to watch what I want. Um, you know, I'd like to have a bit more variety, of course. You know, with the US. Um, side of it but you know it is at this point in time it's it's a really great service um i have tried also other ones that have come out here with nine and fairfax which is stan and also presto which are the other alternatives as well and how would you say it compares well i prefer stan to be honest Mm -hmm. versus presto i think stan has a little bit more variety but it's one of those things it's still a growing um aspect because it's quite new um, and I think once they sort of bring a little bit more to the table, then there'll be more variety on there as well. But certainly it's a great way of watching TV. Okay, cool. And like, would you, how would you describe like the, the actual experience of using it? Is it easy? Is it difficult? I mean, do, do you find, is it, you know, can you find what oh, you're looking look, for? Oh, look, it's very easy to use. Um, but at the same time, you don't have to watch it on TV. You can watch it on your iPad. So if you oh, want to okay. sort of go away and have your own sort of little corner where you can watch watch whatever you want, then you have that sort of accessibility. So I think that's where that, um, I guess, flexibility is when it comes to these type of on-demand. Interesting. And as a digital marketer, what do you think this means for how... I mean, like, because television has been um, funded by advertising for a long time, right? So I wonder how that kind of is going to play into, you know, if we're streaming on demand, we're not watching ads, but obviously marketers and people and advertisers are going to want to speak to us somehow. 
definitely, and that and that's where we can utilize um, that or well, the big data side of it. So, and that's and that's where we can find out what is it that people are actually um, liking in terms of watching on demand, and how can we sort of use advertising as a way of. Uh, personalising it. So it'll be more of a personalised aspect to advertising rather than just a one-way sort of communication. Actually, that reminds me, isn't it? Sorry, Michael, that Netflix um, were the ones who put out the million-dollar bounty some years ago um, for their recommendation engine. Is that... Yes, that's Does right. That yeah, that rings a bell. I remember that. If somebody uh, could beat it, I think. Yeah, because yeah. part of their part of their kind of winning strategy was that they had this brilliant um, algorithm to, you know, recommend things that you like. Yeah. Hmm. Now... One of the issues with all these different competing products is they all have different agreements with different um, TV oh, right. shows and there's different content content in there. Now, Stan, for instance, which is Nine in Fairfax, does include a transgender comedy series called Transparent. Oh. And Stan, as um, Heath has just told us, is the uh, only one of the three that's got an LGBTIQ selection or section. Yeah. Right. Like a, a search category so, or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, that's, so Stan has that Stan and the others has that. don't. Netflix and um, the other one doesn't, uh, Presto don't have that. So, yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mm. actually, actually, just to say, I came across one the other day called Vessel. I don't know if you've Vessel, heard of it. Vessel, no. Oh, it sounds like a great name, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> but um, it's it's one where it's, it's very much the same. It's generated by um, people. So you go on to Vessel, you can actually subscribe. Uh, it's very inexpensive um, and you can look at um, programs that people have created as well as um, US and so forth so you've got access to things like Ellen if you want to watch Ellen you can watch the show via Vessel without huh. yeah it's really great so it's kind of crowdsource um, programmed yes. rather than dictated by some you know executive in some exactly that's fascinating Vessel have Vessel you'll have to look cool, at cool, it cool. We're running out of time, unfortunately, because we were going to talk a little bit about the impact of all these subscribers jumping onto IINet's network, which has uh, taken a bit of a, divi- a dive in terms of performance, because it appears that they um, didn't expect so many people to be using Netflix. So, And they were doing a little bit of finger-pointing towards Telstra at one stage, and mm. Telstra said, no, sorry, not us. There's always a, a lot of finger-pointing in this space, and it's kind of... I just wish they'd you know, be more collaborative or something and figure out what the problem is rather than just blaming each other. Yeah, a little bit open and transparent and honest and all those type of things. What are those things? I don't know. And where our data goes. Yes. Techno Gaze. This is Techno Gaze. And as usual, we are running out of time. No. It happens every single show. We just, we just, I'm just know. warming up. I know, and well, hey, look, at least, at least we're back, right? We had, we had a little, we had a little, a little pause, bit, bit of a snooze, snooze, and we had some restful sleeps, and now we're back, and we will be back again next week. We will indeed. Now we have to say thank yous to Anne from QEast for uh, donating one hundred dollars. Oh wow! Thanks, thank Anne. you, Anne. You are awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you. We have. Um, also got a donation from Jared in Marambina, $10. Thank you very much. Um, and Jared said, will you be able to use the old transmitter somewhere else where scratchy joy is better than no joy? Jared, we are planning to use the old transmitter, I believe, as a backup to the new one. So at least we'll have a little bit of redundancy, which, as we all know in the tech world, is very good. Yes. We um, have a message from... Uh, Somebody uh, from David that says Netflix been taken up so much it's overloading ISP capacity. That's right. Yes, 
So um, we will see how Netflix can, uh, or Ironet, I should say, can uh, adjust their network to uh, make it perform a little bit better in a reasonably short period of time because some Maybe of these we, things take months. Yeah, to get add more capacity is no no trivial thing. But, hey, it's an exciting development, so yay. Watch this space. Watch this space. Indeed. So this is the end of Technogaze for today on our uh, new time slot. Actually, it's quite nice being here in the afternoon. Listen, live, live at afternoon. 5 on Saturday. Live at 5. Live, live at 5. five. Oh, nice. Do we need to chop a sound? <laughs> Live at five. Maybe, maybe we could have a segment where we look out the window and, and, and talk about what we can see from our lofty our lofty position here above Burke Street. See lots of buildings. Yes. The dome of the State Library. It's lovely. It is indeed. Coming up next is A Touch of Pink with Dick. But before that, we have the news at six with Byron. So it's going to be goodbye from us and uh, we Night will speak everyone. to you next week. Bye, Bye-bye. Nicole. Bye-bye. Bye. Techno Gaze on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.